0: top shelf
1: fantasy all right top shelf fantasy podcast 186 i'm pouring my beer right now so i'm not even looking at anything
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean we're climbing up there 186 man we're on the road to 200 any day now
1: yeah i mean it's it's you know, you think about it. We've been doing this for, what, like two and a half years? I mean, this is a good number of podcasts for four guys who have full-time jobs. <laughs> Three of us have two kids. Yeah, you know, right. it's it's shit. You gotta, you're a gym freak. You're always at the, <laughs> at the gym. Uh, but, yeah, it's December 30th, uh, like we said, podcast 186. Um, no Scotty, no Craig. So it's Dows and I again not shooting from the hip. Dow's organized a nice little docket for us. We get some injury, more uh more COVID news. Um, players coming off. Thankfully, we got our start and sits, our dart throws, the whole uh the whole shebang will be up on the website, topshelffantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, topshelf f n t s y. We can just jump right into it, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, we got guys coming off the COVID list. We don't have for the first time in a while a ton of people going on it. The NFL has changed their rules um, a bit. And it seems like it's a good thing for most teams. I mean, that you're getting players back, which is the important part. Um, the big one, we I think we talked about it right off the bat, Carson Wentz now has a chance to play after formerly being ruled out. Um, they said after you test positive, whether you're vaxxed or unvaxxed, it doesn't matter. You now have a five-day uh, quarantine period. And then assuming that you test negative, you're good. To, you're good to rock and roll. Um, actually, I don't even know if you have to test again. There might, might just be the five day quarantine, and then you're good to play. So, awesome for fantasy from a fantasy point of view. Um, yeah, the more players you have, the better. I mean, it's it's really just that simple. If you don't have to make these tough decisions uh, at on the, at the last minute because of uh, COVID stuff, that's that's only you know trending positively for us. Yeah, I mean, well, and we were, uh,
1: I mean, well, I think one of the reasons we, we started kind of shooting the shit about it, too, is we're looking at our starting sits, and I originally had Pittman as a sit, uh, mostly because Carson Wentz wasn't going to be there. And now it's like, okay, so now they changed the rules, and now you give Carson Wentz a chance to play again, which is, you know, massive for for Pittman. But uh, there were just people who were sitting there like, okay, well, JT's going to be facing eight man boxes and so now it opens it up a little bit. I mean, listen, think what you want on Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has been a fantastic NFL game manager, right? Which is completely different from what we've seen him in the past. He he has not really been great for fantasy, but for Pittman and to open up the running game for Jonathan Taylor, it's it's been fantastic. I mean, they pass to run. They don't they don't run to pass, which is, you know, not a, not something a lot of teams do and you watch games like New England where JT really wasn't getting much on the ground, but he's a closer, right? And they just kept feeding him the ball, feeding the ball, feeding the ball. And at some point, you have to respect Carson Wentz. And, and that's just going to let JT run wild. So... I'm hoping it's a massive JT game. Unfortunately I'm facing him. Um but uh hopefully hopefully I can hold that off. I'll I'll let
0: I'll let JT go off. If yeah, can, if he uh, if he drops fifty and you still pull out the win, you'll be uh very happy. <laughs> if you if he gets
1: fifty in in and, and I still win, <laughs> your roster might have some issues. <laughs>
0: uh literally. Uh but like you said though, no matter what you want to say about Carson Wentz, he's better than Sam Ellinger, and there's no question about that. So um, however you slice it more running room for JT, huge bump to the offensive. If he can make it back, I hope he does. Um, for I'm just, just for better football. I mean, honestly, I don't want to watch Indy play with Sam Mellinger. I don't think anybody does. So you didn't uh, enjoy,
1: uh, watching Ian book play.
0: Oh, Ian book. <laughs> freaking Ian book.
1: Well, <laughs> that's what you said originally. You're like, uh, yeah, I saw this, this meme that they changed the rules specifically because of that primetime game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a tweet that said uh, the CDC saw in book plan and then say that's that's enough. That's enough <laughs> of that. We'll change the rules. Um, but yeah, I mean, in any case, if you want to do the COVID stuff first, just real quick, the guys coming off COVID some big names. I mean, Mike Williams is back. Jalen Guyton's back. So the Chargers get there. their receiving core, uh, you know, reinforced a bit. So it's not Keenan Allen having to do everything himself. Um, even bigger than that, Dalvin Cook uh practicing full today. He's off the COVID reserve list, so he should be back in full action. Um, I mean, that one's absolutely massive if you're the if you're either the Madison owner or the Cook owner. So Hopefully you have there. both on one roster. <laughs> if you're <laughs> yeah, a smart so person, a, yeah. You do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Ramondre Stevenson, uh, he comes back, which is big if Damian Harris is limited at all, but he looked good last week. So I think that's just a good to bring back a one-two punch against the Jaguars. They'll probably need two running backs. Probably the Patriots have the game in hand and they're just punching the ball up the middle over and over and over again. So good to have fresh legs to do that. Um, more JT news, I suppose, Quentin Nelson, the offensive lineman for the, uh, for the Colts is, is elevated off the COVID list and they expect the rest of their O-line to be elevated as well. Um, yeah, All that's, that's fantastic.
1: I mean, that's, that's, I mean, you, we saw what JT did. I'm looking up Eric Fisher right now too. It says will not return. So that's not good.
0: Yeah. He was um, one with an actual injury in
1: game, not just the Cobes. Yeah. I mean, JT could not run without, without some of those guys. I mean, we, we even talked about it. Like we've talked about Quint, Quentin Nelson, I feel like a few times. Cause remember he had the, uh, was a calf injury. No, it was the foot injury in preseason. Him and Carson Wentz had the same exact foot injury. He had the foot, he had the calf. (laughs) Yeah. So,
0: anyway, that'd be good to get him back. Yeah, nuts. I mean... And then um, Taysom Hill obviously comes (laughs) back, so no more Ian Book in New Orleans. Uh, Not that that's a huge plus. Um, If you read some of my write-ups, I'm going to talk about this later, but... uh... Yeah, let's just we'll save him for later. Okay. Uh, Brandon Cooks back for Houston. That's a plus. I mean, gives him some some sort of weapon on the outside. MVS comes back, which hurts any Alan Lazard shares, even though I do think Alan Lazard has earned a role after what we've seen him do the last couple of weeks. We've thought that before, and we've been completely and horribly wrong. And MVS comes back and he's the number two again. So we'll see what happens with Green Bay. If I'm the Lazard owner, which I am, I will be starting him this week. Um, I think he's I think he's earned it I think he's earned some of Rogers trust pretty consistently so hopefully he's the guy and it's not MVS yeah. um, um, So I actually just real quick Dows uh, yes, because I, I thought this was funny
1: I was kind of looking at it the other day because I have Lazard in Dynasty. I was thinking about the same exact thing and uh, it, the Packers coaching staff seems to favor MVS but Rogers targets Lazard more. When MVS isn't in, than when MVS is. So it's like MVS is on the field the more, but he's, he's, it it feels as though Lazard's getting the more usage when MVS is off the field than MVS is getting when he's on the field, if that makes any sense. Like it it just feels as though Rogers still hates MVS. I know he's had some massive blow up games and like I think he had like an eight target week one time. But I don't know. It just it still feels like Rodgers isn't a big MVS guy, and when Lazard's on the field, he'd prefer to throw to the Lazard.
0: So, yeah, I, know, I get the same vibe very much. Yeah, yeah. We got a couple more. Um, Cole Beasley. Yeah, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, or Gabby Davis. Uh, that's good. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders didn't look that great. He dropped a couple of big passes last week. Not that it mattered. They still rolled over uh, the Patriots, but still good to get more pass catchers back. Uh, Josh Allen. I mean, the the interesting thing is how Josh Allen and Isaiah McKenzie's relationship is going to mature with these guys coming back. McKenzie played himself into a role, if you ask me. I mean, what he did on that field to Miles Bryant uh, for the Patriots. Well, Miles Bryant is an undrafted free agent like Whatever. He's been good, you know, serviceable for the Patriots all year, and he just got absolutely torched on a routine basis by Isaiah McKenzie. So if that's what he brings to the table, he should be on the field more than anybody. And if I'm a Cole Beasley or Gabby Davis owner, I'm reluctant to start them this week, even with um, a fairly decent matchup. I can't remember who they're playing, but I remember it's a decent matchup. Yeah, I mean the I if I'm Cole Beasley owners,
1: I'm not I'm not playing Beasley this week specifically because of that. Like I picked up McKenzie honestly just to block you. Uh um, yeah. they play Atlanta this week. That's yes, why I got really go. excited. I mean, I don't think you can trust McKenzie now that Colt Beasley's back because McKenzie played Beasley's position, right? So like yep. Gabe Davis being back really doesn't eat into McKenzie at all. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders continues to look uh, old. I wish in our salary cap dynasty league, I had cap space to go and get myself Isaiah McKenzie now, um, but I don't. So alas, <laughs> uh, but I agree. I think, I think he's, he's looked fantastic. And then the last, I mean, we got massive name coming back.
0: Yeah. I put him at the, at the end here. Cause he's still not elevated, but he's expected back tomorrow. Uh, Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs. That's absolutely huge game changer. Uh, Changes the entire look of the offense. So if he's back, that's massive. They do expect it to happen. He's been off for plenty of time. He missed the game Sunday. So I'd expect him back as well. Well, it's just in time. It's when you need (laughs) him. Yep. (laughs) he's just getting fresh for the uh, for the playoff push. Yeah.
1: uh, Tevin Coleman Um, goes on the COVID list. So uh, yeah, he was the only injuries. one that they,
0: that anybody was mentioning going on to COVID. So good for him. Hopefully uh, he gets back soon with the new rules. I guess if it's Thursday for, and nope, that's only three days till Sunday. So he's probably out either way. Um, unless he's back that so he can get a back to back, whatever positive uh, negative, negative test rather tests, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, as for actual injuries to players, uh, Justin Fields limited at practice. That's not good. Um, He, I mean, maybe he plays there's that seems very, very up in the air. Um, if he's out, I mean, that whole offense takes a hit, I think. But you you see, uh, Montgomery struggle because they can't run the ball as well. But we did see them with uh, Nick Foles slinging the ball around last week, and they they actually looked half, uh, halfway decent, but when they they played Seattle, so it's hard to say because Seattle sucks too. Yeah, I, you know, if I'm, if I'm
1: Chicago at this point, I think you just roll, roll Foles, just let them, yeah. let them, you know, get you through the rest of the season and let fields just get healthy. Cause I mean, honestly, if, if fields is hurt and less than a hundred percent, what are the bears playing for? Like nothing right, right now, you There's know, no it's, it's like, why would you, why would you do that? So I think at two quarterback leagues, if you're relying on Justin Fields, I mean, you got to find another option. Um, you need to find another option eight weeks ago, (laughs) (laughs) right? Uh, AJ Brown, not practicing is head scratching. Uh, I didn't, I didn't even realize he was hurt to be honest, but,
0: and I don't know if this is a maintenance thing. Like, is he just dinged up and they're saying, AJ, listen, we get it. You know, the offense just show up on Friday for your like essential walkthrough practice. And, uh, you'll play on Sunday. There's not a lot of information out there about what's going on. So, um, I don't know. Just play it by ear. Keep monitoring the situation. I, I'd expect him to play Sunday. He looked great uh, last Thursday when they played. So he's had plenty of time to rest. He should he should be OK.
1: Uh, Jerry Goff, no practice this week.
0: Not good. Um, who played Boyle? Not, not even David Blau. They played <laughs> friggin Boyle just to twist the knife even more. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Tim
1: Boyle. Yep. Tim, Tim Boyle. Boyle. Uh, hey, still peppered my boy uh, Amon Rao saying. I know you like Amon Rao too. Uh, yeah, I love Amon. But uh, I peppered him. Uh, another big one. This is a big one for you, especially James Conner did not practice. Chase Edmonds limited. Uh, but yeah, Conner not practicing. I mean, you talk about a guy that <sighs> we've been so excited about and now... This is what you're doing to us in our our fantasy finals? Like, dude.
0: (laughs) Uh, Absolutely carried me all year. I mean, put the team on his back. Him and JT literally put my team on their back all season long. And now I don't have James Conner for the final. It's looking like like that. But if this is, uh, you know, don't even go on the field. Don't upset it. It's a heel injury, which is a little problematic for a power runner like James Conner. But if he can wrap it up and get out there, I think he will. Arizona needs a win. It's so it's not so simple as you know get healthy and just hang out and see what happens. I mean, they still have um, the 49ers chasing them down from behind, the Rams outpacing them up front. They need to keep pace with these teams, especially if they if they want a wild card berth. I mean, they're on the cusp of losing a wild card berth with 12 wins, which is a pretty uh, phenomenal stat if that actually happens. So hopefully Connor's out there. I think one of their statuses or for connor versus edmonds is going to help inform the other right so if if edmonds is out connor will play if connor is out edmonds will play hopefully they both play because they've been able to coexist and that seems to be when arizona's most effective with both running backs doing what they do best um but this is a situation to keep your eye on Uh, and we saw last week with connor it came down to half an hour before the game. After reports came out that he was playing, half an hour before the game, he he gets popped with an out. And I'm like, great, uh, this sucks. Hey fantasy football.
1: <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Fuck myself. Uh <laughs> I mean, even if Connor's active too, I mean this is this is the, the the problem I think around this time of the year too, because you play that you know teams are starting to play that tweener game, right? Like how do I manage my players reps? How do I get a win? and uh, Cardinals are gonna acknowledge okay you know what James Connor's been integral to our team how much do we play him you know I mean are they gonna are they gonna play him you know sixty percent of the snaps probably not I mean that's that's gonna be the issue I think if you're relying on James Connor but if he's active I just don't see how you could sit him fantasy wise because I mean the dude right. is the goal line back and <laughs> I, I did the yeah. the montage video uh the other <laughs> night and I'm watching that one-handed catch and I was like Dude, honestly, like I like Chase Edmonds a lot, but you want to talk about James Conner having a, a, a career resurgence? This is it, yeah. and he's 26 years old, so I don't know. He should have a, a job in a long, long time for in, in Arizona, in my opinion. Um, yeah, we can talk about the next guy, Adam Thielen, season-ending ankle surgery. I mean, I, at what point do you, as
0: Adam Thielen, say, hmm,
1: is it, I'm, I'm probably good.
0: I'm, I'm yeah. going to retire. Like, at some point, you got to be sick of the rehab. I mean, for him, it's, it's an ankle or a knee or a hamstring every single season, and it just it nags at him, and it nags at him, and then eventually he gets shut down. And it sucks. It's always sucked. But at least this year, if you're smart, you went out and you picked up K.J. Osborne already, and Justin Jefferson and, and him, sorry, Jefferson and Osborne have coexisted. They both played well together. So the only problem that you now have and I only know this because Brick, uh, Brickley texted us, is that the weather is supposed to be awful for the Green Bay game uh, with Minnesota. Let's just throw another wrench into the system. I mean, Jefferson is an obvious start. I don't care if it's what the Patriots and Bills played, and I'm playing Justin Jefferson in my lineup, but – KJ Osborne becomes a little bit more of a problem, being that he's strictly been a deep threat. He's not Adam Thielen. He's not running these short and intermediate routes. He's really just a maybe he catches a fifty-yard touchdown guy, but he has done that consistently. If it's a blizzard, it's a little bit more to worry about. So uh, the Thielen injury throws a huge wrench into it. Um, if I were him, I mean, I'd expe- or, You know, I'm just expecting to see he, uh, Thielen call it a career at this point. He's what he's going to be on the wrong side of thirty or at least close to it. So he'll be, he's,
1: he's 31 right now. He has not played a full season since 2018. Yeah. Just, it's, it's just time to call that it a career, bud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, even worse for KJ Osborne, Dalvin Cook comes back and Alexander Madison continues to show well. So, I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> Vikings. Yeah. The but Vikings, if it is a Blizzard, it could just be those two.
1: <laughs> it could just be those two. And, uh, I mean, they play Green Bay, divisional opponent, but. Uh, you know, at the same time, give the give the ball to your best players. Uh, Drew Locke, he's expected to start again. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is still in in the protocol. I don't think it's a massive upgrade, and I still don't feel comfortable with any of those pass catchers. But it is like kind of important to note because at least with Teddy, I felt like some of the targets, a majority of the targets, were going towards Judy. Because I mean, Teddy can't fucking throw. Yes. Uh, Drew Locke seems to be kind of falling into that, you know, idea of what do I have to lose kind of mentality.
0: Yeah. And, and I sat Judy last week and it turned out to backfire, so to speak, he scored like seven and a half points and I played Kendrick Bourne. We scored like four. So a three point difference, you know, whatever I won the game anyways, doesn't matter, but you say it doesn't matter. And then you look at the stats and you go, well, well, Judy did have seven and a half points, but he caught a a 45 yard. Catch so five of those points came on one catch. He didn't really do anything else the whole game. So who really is better? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But with Drew Lock, I don't have more or less faith in in Judy per se. I think his his output this season has been so consistent, like around that seven point range. If you think you can win with Judy giving you seven and that's enough in your flex spot, by all means, start him. If you know that you can't, which like me playing you, I know I can't. I'm playing Kendrick Bourne or somebody of that caliber that can give me 20. He might give me zero, but he can give me 20 and I know I'm going to need it. Right. Yeah. Judy's upsides just isn't there. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson still questionable.
1: I think uh, it also came out that um, is it Tyler? Tyler Huntley or Travis Huntley? Whoever Huntley. Uh, <laughs> he's I think he's out as well. So. I mean, again, I mean, we're talking about a, a pretty poor passing attack, but Rashad Bateman was coming along pretty nicely, and 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 now he gets no
0: quarterback. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, the other guy, Josh Johnson, who played last week, is a 35 year old, you know, journeyman uh, or you know, career backup, and he threw the ball 40 times, threw for 300 yards and two touchdowns. So, I mean, at what point do we start saying like, are Huntley and Josh Johnson better than Lamar Jackson? that's pure passers like yeah. they might be but it's all to mark andrews it's i mean yeah there's bateman's coming along bateman starts to get a couple looks here and there marquis brown is irrelevant i mean he, i haven't even i haven't seen him do anything i haven't heard him do anything for a while um it's really the mark andrews show and if he's not the one that's just carrying the team i don't i don't know who else is uh the problem is if lamar comes in i don't know that it's good or bad I don't know right. that, that Mark Andrews stays as nasty as he has been with these inferior quarterbacks playing the last couple of weeks. And I don't know that Lamar instantly boosts Bateman or Brown. It, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's
1: very difficult. I mean, you think about, like you said, I mean, 40 passing attempts for Josh Johnson. They ran the ball like 11 times, 14 times. Yeah. They didn't run the ball much. Uh, did you look at the box score of that game? No. Do you see who led them in receiving?
0: sammy Watkins,
1: james crochet
0: oh <laughs> all day james crochet
1: seven you caught seven of eight targets for 76 yards so
0: dickie there, there's Which, your one week again i say it all the time when you get these backups in who have they been throwing to on the sideline right josh johnson has been throwing to james crochet because they're both <laughs> never on the field because <laughs> they're never on the field uh that's interesting i was just looking at the
1: box what the fuck that's funny um all right, and last bit of news, Jimmy G uh he's he's out. I mean, he's he's died. Yeah, I'm, he's I'm got pretty sure. A, a torn ligament
0: out. in his finger or in his in the throwing thumb. Thumb on his throwing hand. Torn ligament and a broken bone or fracture of some sort. Like they're still marking him as questionable, but he hasn't practiced uh all week and Trey Lance is fully healthy. Shanahan's out there saying that uh, Lance is putting his best practices together of, of the season. I mean, everything is pointing towards Lance. And that's a, a massive question mark. I don't know how that affects Debo. I don't know how that affects Kittle. I do know how it affects the running game. It hurts it. And I think Ayuk is just irrelevant at this point, and which sucks because Ayuk has been now a, a solid flex play wide receiver three. So, uh, I, I mean, to move to Lance this week is great for the Niners. It's terrible for all fantasy players. We have no clue what to expect in what is the championship week of almost all leagues. If you do a week 18 championship, your league is stupid. Like, stop (laughs) doing that. That makes no sense. Like half the league is sitting. But back to my point, I don't know that Trey Lance throws the ball to Debo at all. I think you have to start Debo. I think what he's done this year, there's no way you can sit him on your bench in the final but then you're almost hoping that he runs one in on like a weird option play or some, some silly nonsense like that. Kittle, I would expect to to maintain his value just because play-action rollouts, being close to the line of scrimmage, you know, tight end checkdowns, and then letting Kittle do the, the yard after catch himself. Yeah, I'm playing Kittle, but I'm nowhere near as – and I don't think Jimmy G's a great quarterback, but I'm nowhere near as confident with either pass catcher with Lance under center.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you get these quarterbacks, you know, that zero in on targets that they that they like, right? right? And you know, you see the chemistry that happens when you shake up that chemistry under center. It's gonna shake shake up the the target distribution. Each quarterback's gonna have their own preferences. Like, of course, there's plays designed for Debo and him being the hot route and Kittle being the hot route. But who's not to say that, you know, he, he's going to almost ignore that and make a bad read and say, oh, shit, those guys look covered, where Jimmy G's just like, hey, fuck it, it's Debo. He's going to catch it, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. It is important to note, they, they, so they play Houston. Uh, Elijah Mitchell uh, still limited this week. Um, so we didn't grab it in the news. Uh, mainly I just didn't realize uh, that he, he's been limited. Um, but there is a chance. I mean, Houston's been atrocious on the ground, so I mean, there is a chance too where they run the ball forty fucking times and they say, "Hey, Lance, you don't need to win us the game. We, you just don't need to lose it." And if that's the mentality, I, it's even worse because twenty passing attempts isn't going to be enough to support Debo and and Kittle. So I don't know. I mean, right. it's yeah, it's like sure. one of those things. Just like temper your expectations, I guess. So
0: yeah, anyway. I would yeah, I would not be surprised to see Jeff Wilson come out and run the ball a ton. And Jermichael Hasty is he still around? Like who else? Debo, Debo might run the ball. Debo. Debo, might have more rushing attempts than uh, re- receptions or targets. So you might you might see Debo
1: and uh, Kittle <laughs> line up in uh, in the Wildcat. Um, all right, we can jump into starting sits here. Um, all right, so I I think Scotty and I this is now the third week we we've said start Tom Brady. We've missed each time, uh, which is crazy because if I if I told you I was starting Tom Brady uh and I made him a start, you'd be like, Tom, that's that's too easy of a start. What are you what are you doing? Well he scored like five points of fourteen points in the last two weeks. Like you have been yeah. disappointed with Tom Brady. Uh one of the reasons I picked him and I, I think I have uh Rob Gronkowski as a start at tight end as well. Uh he plays the fucking Jets. Like it, for 20 years of Tom Brady's career, he's owned the Jets. And this is like the first time that he gets to to play the Jets again coming off of two bad Tom Brady games, missing weapons. Tom bradys he should flex all over the fucking Jets. And, and when you look in Yahoo, when you look in Sleeper, they all say, oh, the Jets' the Jets passing game is really, really good. They're, I'm sorry. The Jets have never been able to stop Tom Brady, and I really don't know much about their defense, but I do know that most teams run against them because they're not very fucking good. So, yeah, when you don't have a lot of passing attempts against you, you're going to look like a good defense. I just... Tom Brady against the Jets. And damn it. I wish I had this right in front of me. I know I had it when I picked Brady as the start. I think he's in New York. Yeah. So he's going to MetLife. Like, and, that, oh, yeah, and yeah. that's the other thing. So he's going to be in front of the Jets uh stage against a team he's owned for, you know, his entire career. Coming off of two bad Tom Brady games. Hey, I I think we're going to see a Tom Brady sneak spike. Going on. Yeah.
0: Love it. And and you might have Mike Evans back for Tom Brady. So <laughs> if oh you're yeah, that's true. If you if you've got the you know it's the fucking Jets mentality and more weapons than he's ever had after he's already smoked this team for 20 years, yeah. I think it's a I think it's a smart play. Um we don't have Craig here with us, but he's got Devontae Smith in there for the Eagles. Um I mean I I think that's a good pick. Uh I don't know who the Eagles play off the top of my head. I didn't pick any Eagles myself, but um, no matter who it is, you got Jalen Hurts back, and Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith were clicking prior to Jalen Hurts' injury. So if they're getting back on the same page, the 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 target hog is there. He runs crisp routes. He's open a lot, and I think he's got tremendous upside. Yeah, they play uh they play Washington, who just got exposed oh, by yeah. uh, the, uh the the worst uh, defense in the league against the pass. So yeah, good. I like that pick. Makes even more sense. Um, let me roll on into mine. I got Joe Burrow. He's playing Casey. I get it. Casey's defense is a lot better than the JV Ravens uh, defensive backs that he played last week. He's not going to put up 525 yards again. If he does, that'd be sick, but I don't think he puts that up. I'm thinking somewhere in the 300 range and a couple touchdowns is a lot more realistic. The Bengals' offense is finally getting hot again. They refound that rhythm they had earlier in the season after kind of sputtering for a couple weeks there. They seem like they're all working together as one cohesive unit. The run game is effective. The passing game is effective. The wide receivers are working off of each other. Even if Jamar Chase isn't scoring a ton of points, T Higgins is, or vice versa. It's it's a good situation to be in. And I think even with a KC defense who's really, really improved over the last few weeks, I think that they can definitely, or Joe Burrow can definitely give you that 20 to 25 point week, if not more. Love it. Mr. Burrow. Jovid19. Uh,
1: Scotty's got... Uh, he's starting Sony Michelle. Daryl Henderson's out, and I think a lot of people, uh, one, hesitant on Sony um, because he hasn't... I mean, this is probably his best season. Uh, and then the, the Cam Akers talk, uh, I'm with him. Like, I'm, I'm starting Sony. They're playing, um, they're playing Baltimore. Baltimore has been, like, very mediocre, I feel like, um, you know, regardless of what anybody tells you that's passing defense, rushing defense have been very mediocre. Um, my sit of the week, uh, I'm going with Michael Carter. Uh, one of the reasons I'm going with Michael Carter is I just do not think that Michael Carter is going to be able to run against Tampa Bay. Uh, I know Tampa Bay's had injuries. I know that Michael Carter is a good player, but this is more or less the Jets hosting Tom Brady at home, like, I just feel like they're going to shit their pants and they're not going to know what to do. Now, Tevin Coleman being on the COVID list might throw a bit of a wrench into it um, because Carter's, you know, ultimately going to have the backfield alone. I mean, not that Coleman was much of a factor, but those three, four carries he got, those probably go right to Michael Carter. Um, I just. I don't see the success. I'm going to end up missing this, I feel like, though, because he's going to end up <laughs> scoring like 10 points. You know what I mean? So, um, but I think for championship finals week, Michael Carter against Tampa Bay is not where I want to be relying on my points to come from.
0: Right, whether it's passing game or or not, you've seen Alvin Kamara, Zeke Elliott, all these top-tier elite running backs get stuffed by Tampa. So why is there any thought that Michael Carter and Zach Wilson are going to overcome them all of a sudden? I, I, I'm completely on board with that said, and I'm, and I'm a big Michael Carter guy. I just don't think this is his week. Um, Craig's got Marquise Brown here. Uh, we touched on this, um, a couple minutes ago, but he just hasn't been what he was at the start of the season. I mean, he was a top five wide receiver to start the year. And then since week 10, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks, seven, six, whatever. Some amount of weeks he hasn't gone over double, double digit points. I mean, nothing over his highest is 9.1, but he's right in that six to nine point range consistently. So, again, the same point I made with Jerry Judy if you can skate by with that in your flex, and like that's a if you're in a deep league and you can live with six to nine points, sure, start him. But if you need that 15 points that he was giving you, 15 to 20 at the beginning of the year, just to be a competing team, you have to sit him. I mean, right now he's not startable for you for several weeks in a row, and he's playing the Rams. I mean, this is not an easy matchup for him. If Lamar sits, doesn't matter. If Lamar plays, doesn't matter. he Hollywood's not been the guy. It's Mark Andrews, it's it's other people on the team. So love the sit, Craig. think you nailed it. For me, I'm sitting running back, Saints, Alvin Kamara. I'm finally doing it. I finally grew a pair. I'm gonna put on my man balls and just just sack up and do it. I wanted to do this for weeks. I would have nailed it the last two weeks, sub 10 points in both games for Kamara. Um, and now he takes on the Panthers, like another elite defense. Uh, they're, they're the seventh best team against the run, uh, at least for allowing fantasy points to running backs. On top of all of this, they're great against the past too. So it's not like Taysom Hill's going to come in for Ian Book and all of a sudden this is a different game than we just watched last week with Miami against the Saints. It's going to be a very big struggle on offense for the saints to move the ball. They're probably going to be a punt fest because the Panthers aren't that hot on offense either right now. So they'll probably be stuck in the middle of the field, jostling for field position and a lot of field goals. If your league has kickers, I'd be looking for these guys uh, for sure. But Alvin Kamara probably gives you sub 10 points. Again, I don't see a world where he's getting loose all over the place when he couldn't get loose against Miami. Who's not as good as Carolina on, on D. So if, uh, if you need RB1 numbers out of Kamara, you're not getting them. Like, flat out, you're not getting them this week. Is it the hardest start you'll probably – or hardest sit you'll probably ever make as a fantasy owner in your championship week to sit your probably number four overall pick in any given draft? Yeah, that's a tough decision. But in this case, it's the right call. I mean, he's not on the Drew Brees Saints anymore. It's not the same. It's not what it was in the beginning of the season, even with Jameis Winston. Like, sit them you have you almost
1: have to yeah uh we've always said that you know Taysom hill's the biggest crutch to to alvin kamara now mix in a bad defense yeah i mean you can not talk about championship moves sitting alvin kamara would be a championship type move uh
0: yeah i I think scott has in in his as well he has saquon barkley on a lot of the same points it's these guys are not what they were even at the beginning of the year or last year or two years ago, whatever it was like if they're hurting you, sit them. I mean at some point, especially in the championship, like you said, this is a championship move. You need to make the hard call at the right time. And somebody might laugh at you. Your whole it could blow up. He scores twenty points and your whole league laughs at you. But you go what like what do you want me to do? Two weeks ago he scored four. Like Right. Well I mean
1: and and you you're not sitting Alvin Kamara for you know fucking some bum. You know, Mark Ingram. Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't right, it right. doesn't work that way. Um, But if you have options of of better guys and better matchups, it might be a thing. I mean, Scotty's got another big name here. Terry McLaurin. Sit Terry. Uh, Terry didn't have a fucking catch until garbage time in that game. I mean, he was completely shut down. Um, I don't really want to say he was shut down by Trayvon Diggs. Uh, The Trayvon Diggs thing is hysterical to me because I don't think he's a very good corner. But Henneke. Was so panicky and so skittish in that pocket, he could not get the ball to Terry, and Terry just couldn't get open. I mean, they, it, yeah. if, 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 in really on top of that, Terry has not really been that good this year. I mean, that's, that's also another, you know, thing that you, you need to remember is Terry hasn't been that good. So, uh, Scotty's saying to sit Terry, uh, Terry, uh, Mick, sit face. Um, all right, <laughs> sleepers. Uh, I got Van Jefferson, um, I picked Van Jefferson as a sleeper a handful of times uh, this year. I I like the way that Van Jefferson works in that offense. It's going to be hit or miss. I just think that this week, the the Rams are looking to basically shore up the NFC West. And I don't know – I don't know – okay, where's the Packers at? How many wins do the Packers
0: have? Um – because I know that they're, they're in the conference. Huh? They must have 12. They're leading the conference, right? So they must have 12.
1: Right. So they've so in, in the Rams have uh 11 wins. So like they desperately need to come out and have in, and get a win um, and hope that green Bay falters in the next two weeks, because that's home field advantage. I mean, people are playing for home field advantage right now. Um, you know, and one of the reasons you know we say don't play your guys in week eighteen because usually home field advantage is determined by then. Like you can either get it or you can't get it, um, but you're still playing for it. So you need to get it, and it that would be huge for the Rams. You know, having having um, having home field advantage. I mean, Vane Jefferson. I don't know that he's still widely available. I'm sure that his uh, rostered percentage is up over sixty five percent, seventy percent. But if he's out there and you're like scrounging and looking for a flex play, I think Van Jefferson against Baltimore is solid, solid little flex play. Uh, I mean, again, it could be four points, but it could be 18. Like that's, that's kind of the ceiling that you're looking
0: at with, with Van Jefferson right now. Yeah. And you saw what the Bengals just did to Baltimore last week and they didn't return any starting uh, DBs. Like this is their JV defensive back room. So Uh, A lot of opportunity for him there. Um, Craig's got Boston Scott as his sleeper. Uh, I'm I'm assuming this is predicated on the uh, Miles Sanders injury. He's out. So there's one running back down. Kenneth Gainwell has fallen off a cliff and out of favor with the coaching staff. So he's not a concern. Jordan Howard. I haven't seen if he's playing or not for sure yet, but he's definitely banged up and he's questionable at, at best. So, uh, Boston Scott, he's coming back elevated off the practice squad already. And uh, unless on Johnson is going to make some sort of miraculous push and figure out a way onto the field, he's going to be the running back there. So makes perfect sense. I mean, if he gets on the field, even if it's with Jordan Howard, he's got a lot of upside, especially because Jordan Howard is not a pass catcher. Yeah, he's a run backwards guy.
1: Uh, yeah, in in real quick on so run backwards, guy. Uh, real quick on Jordan Howard, he did not practice Wednesday. Got a limited practice today, and Sirianni told uh, reporters that he's working like crazy to get onto the field. So it looks like Howard might be playing. So
0: just to give the update there. Yeah, I think that's probably what keeps Boston Scott in sleeper territory as opposed to just an automatic start. You know, if he was the one running back there, he'd be a start. But if Jordan Howard is there, perfect sleeper. Uh, Because people are going to go, oh, Jordan Howard's getting work. It's like, well, Boston Scott's going to catch the ball. And oddly enough, I wouldn't be surprised to see Boston Scott as their goal line back instead of Jordan Howard. Like, despite the massive size difference, Boston Scott has been effective on the goal line when they use them. My sleeper is Derek Gore. Frank Gore, no relation. Um, The Chiefs may be without CEH. That's kind of up in the air. My understanding or, or my, my pick of him as a sleeper is not contingent on ceh um sitting out if ceh plays i think Derek Orr is still a perfect sleeper i think he has plenty of upside i think ceh probably is used more as a decoy or just like uh you know to spell guys here and there without much usage if he sits Derek Gore is a fantastic play he's he's almost above sleeper territory if ceh sits because it's really then just him and uh, Daryl Williams Darryl and maybe Williams. some Michael Burton on the side. But we have seen consistently with CEH out Derek Gore put up good to very good games. He hasn't had a 40 point game, you know, no explosions, but he's giving you 15 to 20 multiple times. So if he can do that, he can sneak in the end zone. He can do a lot of stuff. He's looked very, very good. He hasn't really made any mistakes. He's been good in pass protection. All of those things keep him on the field. And. That's what I mean. That, that's what I look for in a sleeper. Some guy that has a good shot at being on the field consistently and then being in a position to score points. That's Derek Gore. And if you couple or factor in the fact that I really think the Bengals and uh, Kansas City game is going to be high scoring, there should be a lot of touchdowns to go around. And Derek Gore just needs to be in the right place at the right time to grab one of them. Yeah, he's gotten loose a couple times too, which is nice. Yeah, he's got some good jets when he turns them on.
1: Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn is Scotty's sleeper of the week. Um, I mean, we actually kind of saw this uh, two weeks ago. Keyshawn Vaughn got the nod uh, to come in when Fournette got hurt, and it wasn't just automatically uh, Ronald Jones all over the place. Um, (laughs) But uh, And then last week, we saw Keyshawn Vaughn taking on a bigger workload. So, I mean, again, a guy who's going to be on the field and and can score points, if you think... Tampa Bay and Tom Brady aren't going to want to just, you know, remind the Jets who who big brother is. Yeah, I think I think you get another thing coming. Um all right, so our our dart throws
0: the
1: uh I won last week, tight end, uh, and then we picked. Uh, I picked fullback because we always need a good fullback dart throw. But we also extended it to offensive linemen because I think Dow's. You you mentioned you're like I, I've been I've been seeing so many offensive linemen report as eligible. I've been waiting for it and waiting for it. I don't <laughs> think anybody actually picked an offensive lineman though. We had three O-line touchdowns last week, though. We did. It's pretty crazy. We did. Um, which just sucked for me. I wanted, like, why couldn't CD <laughs> get, a, get a touchdown? Why do the offensive linemen have right. to? Uh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, because I picked, I was the first one into our, our Google Doc, and I claimed Kyle Yu's check. Uh, if you haven't watched a fullback run a wheel route, you don't watch San Francisco games. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like check is good for this. Like, you know, once, once a, once a game, um, and you know, I was, I was looking at it, and I mean, you're obviously not gonna start any of these guys. This is just like a friendly little competition between ourselves at this point. Like, I'm not telling you to go start Kyle Uzcheck unless you're in a 2018 team league and you've got <laughs> yeah. nobody else to play. Then sure, pick up a Kyle Usech. But if you're in a 2018 league, Usech's probably owned. Uh, it, it, it's just it's funny to me because like he's probably going to catch a couple of balls this week, and I don't
0: know. I mean, he could score. So uh, he yeah, doesn't run the ball. He's such he an athletic it. freak that he can he can almost house it from anywhere if he if he gets a little loose. Um, and and like we talked about before, if Trey Lance comes in and they run the ball 40 times, Usech is a, is a fine runner of the football.
1: Yelzer,
0: Um Craig has got Jakob Johnson from the Patriots, the uh, the fullback over there. Um, if you don't watch Patriots football, you probably never heard of him, but if you do, you hear about him every single week, and the announcers seem to love him. Tony Romo loves the guy. He uh, seems like he's always in the right spot at the right time, and they've been factoring him, in, in, him into the passing game more and more seemingly every week. Also, I'm assuming for Craig, again, this is predicated upon we're playing the Jaguars. Like, we should be up they should be running the ball nonstop and maybe, uh, you know, give Jakob Johnson a goal line look and maybe punches one in just because Bill Belichick hates fantasy football. Simultaneously, my pick is another Bill Belichick probably hates fantasy football. Michael Enwenu is a left guard, left tackle, offensive lineman kind of flexible position uh, kind of guy on the offensive line. But this year, if you've watched any Patriot games, you hear over and over and over again, Michael who has uh, declared himself as an eligible receiver, and they have done nothing with it. He all he's done on these plays is block. He hasn't run a route. He hasn't even made his way into the flat. All he does is block. There's no reason to do this. Well, I mean, there's reason to do it. You want to use him as an extra blocker, but there has to be some sort of wrinkle to this. And I, I wrote in my write up for uh, for the site. You'll, you'll see it on there. Like. Does Belichick probably pull this out of his bag of tricks in a meaningless, somewhat meaningless game against the Jaguars towards the end of the season that we're probably going to win anyways? Maybe not. And this is more of an AFC Championship. You know, pull it out if you need a little uh, momentum boost or, or, or a trick play or something. But I'd love to see it happen this week. It, maybe if the Pats come out a little flat and they just can't get something going, maybe they try it. And I'd love to see the big man catch on because I don't know. Well, I love big guy touchdowns. <laughs> Why not? Uh, okay, so you <laughs> did you did pick an
1: offensive lineman then. I, I missed that yeah. at the beginning. Um and Scotty's got Michael Burton, and I know you know who that is, so I, I can I can let you maybe theorize <laughs> why he picked Michael Burton, but um he's he's a fullback for
0: KC. For Kansas City, so. Yeah, I mean he has been getting involved almost weekly at this point. Like he's not getting a ton of work, but he's got probably getting two, three, four carries and a couple targets. So He's a guy that's going to be on the field. The Chiefs look like they're going to use him, and if Ceh doesn't play, he all, all, all that does is serve to increase his role. So, uh, smart play by Scotty. Find a guy that's on the field. That's what we've all done. So, all of, every single one of these guys that we've picked are on the field. They get a shot at the at the end zone. Uh, Michael Burton, I think, has actually scored a touchdown on the year. Yeah,
1: so. I was just looking this up. He's also uh, listed as a running back. So, fucking Scotty, ah,
0: illegal, illegal
1: procedure, it's fucking guy uh yeah two weeks ago he scored a touchdown seven yard seven yard td run caught two pat uh two passes on two targets for 20 yards too uh interesting little player yeah uh by the way if you yeah i mean you're not starting any of these guys but uh follow along we did it's a nice little fun segment who who race to who's gonna score four points first is typically what this was although i think like three weeks ago all of us had guys that scored double digit we're like what the fuck just happened uh, we all had
0: backup running backs. We crushed it. It's the best <laughs> week we've ever had.
1: Yeah, it was probably the week that Craig Reynolds, Duke Johnson, uh, yeah, it was that week. All of them went off. Um, yep. All right. So, I mean, these are starts and sits going into championship week, right? TopShelfFantasy.com. We, we get the full article. That'll be up there. You no, know, I have to still enter mine da- for Dallas to edit them. I think Scotty's are already in. Dallas, yours are probably already in. Um, yep. I told I totally forgot about him. I put together like a half an hour video for a redraft league, and then somebody said starting six. I was, was like, motherfucker! I forgot to do these. Uh, I thought it came up pretty well. Uh, I, I uh, shot yeah, on awesome. a full six pack, uh, which <laughs> I, I had no intentions of doing. But like as I started doing them, I think I was at three, and I was like, what's in the, what's what's three more? You know, I, yeah. I
0: just do uh, at this throw, point, throw, you know, go for it at that point. Throw throw them all down. I was I, I was looking at him like he's wearing the same outfit. I'm like, it looks like the same time of day. It's like that son of a bitch did all six of these within a fucking couple hours tops, maybe an hour. It's like, goodness gracious! Uh, yeah. As like as I as I saw the pattern, I was like, he's okay. So he's gonna do a bunch of shotguns. I was like, at some point, he he has to use something that he has like saved in his camera roll. Nope. That nah, is gonna, gonna do my <laughs> all with the T S F
1: hat on. Uh, all yep. that. So, um,
0: <clears throat> woo.
1: All right, a little little flummy there. Uh, yeah, I went skiing today too, and then I showed Liz that, and she's like, "How many beers did you shotgun? Are you gonna be hungover tomorrow when we go skiing?" I was like, "No, no, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine." I mean, I was up at six o'clock this morning, perfectly fine. Get the truck packed, headed up to Gunstock. Uh, I had a had a nice little day up there. So, um, yeah,
0: Gunstock's awesome.
1: Yeah, it was. So it was smaller. Have you ever been at Gunstock? Or do you go to smaller...
0: Uh, I almost always go to Loon, but I've been to Gunstock once.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, it just seems... I have mean, I was always a Wachusett guy just because I did the ski program through school. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, se- it seemed like a, a nice little mountain. So uh, anyway, you can go, you can head over there and check that stuff out. I think after this week, um, we'll probably slow down a bit on podcasts and stuff like that um, and articles that go up on the website but I think this is where we really start to have a lot more fun is because we don't have to stick to a regimented like script every single week. We don't have to do starts and sits. We don't, we can just start having fun talking about things for 2022 dynasty. We have our power hour. Um, uh, We have the power hour thing to come up with. I know we want to do awards and we are going to have to look back at our busts and stuff like that. So we'll probably have two or three podcasts that are like looking back and retrospectives. Um, but then after that, I mean, I think everything will will be pretty fun. So in all that you can see over at top any TSF swag. It's right over there. We're going to, we didn't do one promo this year. Um, so it was a new website. I don't, I don't know that we ever like confirmed that the promo codes through the supplier would work through the front end, but we will promo code something I think at the end of the year. Uh, so we'll have to check that out. But yeah, um, so I don't know any any closing words on championship uh, week.
0: No, I mean I'm gonna have a real real stressful uh, Sunday coming up. I mean, so are you. I've I've got two championships. I know you've got one, and you're shooting for a third place, which actually pays out money. Um, it's gonna be real. It's gonna be real hectic, and I'm going to the Pats on Sunday. So uh, oh shit, am I? I got to remember to check my phone like nonstop for the friggin' like (laughs) updates on my play. That's always the hardest part because game starts at one. I got to be ready for the four twenty-five games, but I've already you know consumed a couple of adult beverages, and I got to remember to check and make sure my four o'clock players are playing.
1: You know what? Uh, maybe as a favor if I see something pop up, I'll I'll shoot you a text so we can have a nice Well, competitive... we don't have to we
0: don't have to worry about. it. Mango's the sheriff of everybody's lineup, so <laughs> this, he'll is, this
1: is true. Dude, I was, I'm I'm watching the video so the way the video went as I, I asked everybody questions like I got a handful of like, oh Tom cheated, Tom cheated. I was like, what the fuck? These bastards! This happened in like weeks ago. Week like, one. Week one. It was week
0: one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and you guys
1: didn't like- say a single thing the entire season, and and so just to give everybody else context, we did continuous waivers. People didn't realize you could pick guys up Sunday night, which I, I know I said at the draft specifically, like guys can be picked up Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. You can pick guys up every single fucking day, and they all got. But, I mean, it, it is what it is, and I think at the end of the day, I know everybody's frustrations, but, uh, yeah, just
0: it, too the, funny. I mean, right now, though, right now he's, he's not even on your roster. You haven't had well, him no. start yeah. for you in, in five, six, seven weeks. I traded him in week three. Be, Oh, Yeah, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, like, yeah,
1: dude, it's nothing. Like Oh, yeah, I mean, oh, I'm, I'm not oh, – Elijah Mitchell, whatever. I just thought it was funny because I'm also the commissioner of the league, so I'm, like, watching yeah. – It's like, why are, they, why are they saying this? I'm like – because well, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's fun to, to it's, it's it's fun to shit on the commissioner. Like nobody nobody likes their commissioner. You just you gotta give him a <laughs> hard fucking down. Which is funny because I'm in a league as just a league member with everybody else. <laughs> nobody <laughs> we still shit on the 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 same people. Oh, so you gotta anyway. Uh, okay, I, I think that's a wrap. That's probably that's podcast. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! Podcast one eighty six. There it is. Starts and sits. Going into championship weekend. All you. Best of luck. Oh, do we have any Saturday games? I did not see that. No, everything's Sunday. Uh, well, Sunday and Monday, I think. All right, everything's Sunday and Monday, so you get, you got nothing to worry about. I was going to do the reminder of your Saturday, guys. should be out of your flex spot, but uh, I guess we don't have to do that. So, All right, ladies and gentlemen, fantasy.com Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid,
0: stay loose.